Hey everyone, and a very warm welcome to Grow Your Own Way, a podcast for anyone looking to reclaim the power of their own personal growth and be exactly who they want to be. I'm your host, Kevin Roberts, and I am a coach, learning and development professional, and growth geek who genuinely gets joy out of helping people become the best versions of themselves. Throughout this podcast, we aim to give everyone the belief that there is no one right way to grow, and hopefully we will inspire and motivate people to forge their own paths and in turn, live a life that is true to them. In today's episode, we investigate how easy it is to give away the power of our own happiness, especially to things that we cannot control. We're going to explore how this happens, and more importantly, what we can do about it. Uh, And I'm going to share some hints and tips that have worked for me and benefited those around me. So, if you're ready, let's get started. So today's episode has been inspired by comments that I've heard through coaching conversations across the years. Uh, I'm talking about comments like, oh, so-and-so always puts me in a bad mood, or I can't believe this has just happened, my day is ruined now, Uh, why do things like this always happen to me, or even something like, I knew this was going to be a bad week or a bad month. However, with the recent events, especially when we're talking about restrictions getting tighter, not only am I hearing these types of comments, but I'm actually starting to hear similar ones relating to our current situation. So things like, if we get locked down, I'm just going to be so miserable, as if this year couldn't get any worse. And I think that the favourite one I've heard so far is 2020 is just determined to make my life hell. Now, when you hear these comments, you may think, you may have even said some of them, and you may think, actually, they, they sound simple enough. I mean, there's, there's, there's no harm in them. Um, after all, like, it can be quite refreshing to blame a bad mood on an external factor or on someone else. However, when we actually look deeper at these statements, we realize actually they are far more damaging than just apportioning blame. What they're actually doing is they are surrendering power. So by blaming someone else or something else or an external event, we are saying to ourselves that being happy is out of our control. So there's nothing we can do about it. Now that statement is deliberately provocative. I I know that. And I tend to say that in coaching sessions and people's immediate response is to try and argue with me. Um, it's just something that's inside of them go no hold on it's it's not it's nothing to do with me it's not my fault they will list lots of reasons why they can't be happy Um, reasons they are stuck or reasons they can't grow or develop you name it and in their mind those reasons are accurate they are real and the whole point of my coaching sessions in, in this episode is designed to actually analyze that way of thinking and say actually is the power of happiness out of our control or are there things that we can do to reclaim that However, before I do get into it, um, what I would recommend is that you just first check your mindset right now um, and see how you're feeling. And more importantly, how open are you to this type of talk right now at this moment? Um, Are you ready to acknowledge that you may be giving away your happiness freely? Uh, And are you ready to make small changes? The reason I ask this is because there may be collections of people who are listening and although they could benefit from it, may not necessarily be in the right frame of mind to really kind of embrace it right now and i completely understand that um there are people out there who just simply don't want to take ownership for their happiness they're not ready to do that um as strange as it may sound to me that th- some people are very happy that way if that's the case that is completely your decision but what i would encourage you to do is just keep listening um you're not tied into anything you're not committed to do anything just by having a listen so stick with us and just see if there is anything that resonates for you The other group of people um, are those who may be facing some quite difficult life situations right now. Um, Of course, I understand that there are times that everything I'm going to say today may not sound applicable. Um, So I'm talking of things like if you're experiencing job losses, illnesses, relationships ending, bereavements, 
you just may not be as receptive to what I'm saying today. And I can, of course, I completely understand. So if you are part of that group, then please feel no pressure to implement anything I'm talking about straight away. I'm glad that you've chosen to listen to this episode. So, so thank you. Um, and whilst you may not be ready to use this information today, uh, I do hope that something sticks and you may be ready to use it in the future. But for whoever is listening, whether you are ready for change or not, uh, whether you're bought into the premise already or a little bit sceptical, all I ask is for you to have an open mind and just see if you can use any of my thoughts or if anything that I say makes a difference for you. Um, so if you're ready, I suppose that the best place to start is, is the why. Why is this subject important? What impact does it actually have on our lives? How freely are we giving away the power of our happiness? How does that work? How does it really impact anything? So to bring this to life, I'm, I'm actually going to use an analogy. Now, uh, this, this analogy may sound a little bit weird to start off with, uh, but hopefully as I go along, the penny will drop and it will make perfect sense. So people who have had a session with me before know that I can talk about happiness meters or energy meters. But today is a little bit different, and I'm going to ask you to imagine that you have a happiness basket. So I told you this would be weird, but bear with me. Um, You have a happiness basket, and inside that basket is full of a collection of your favorite treats. Uh, It could be chocolate chip muffins, red velvet cupcakes, fudge brownies, whatever you fancy. Um, Maybe shouldn't have used those examples because now I'm making myself hungry. But anyway, if you had a basket like that right now, and you were completely in control of it, What would you do with those treats? Would you enjoy some yourself right away? uh, Or would you save some for later? Would you share them? Um, Maybe either with your your friends or your colleagues? Or would you get the most joy sharing it with your loved ones? Maybe at the end of the day, when all the work is done, you're all together, that's when you kind of want to share your treats. How are you feeling? How does that make you feel knowing, knowing that you have this happiness basket that you can treat those around you and yourself? I mean, it sounds pretty good, doesn't it? And on top of that, you get a new basket every day. So there's more and more treats coming out. There's newer treats, there's different treats. And every day you get to share those treats with the people around you. I mean, that sounds awesome, doesn't it? The analogy is getting better. However, I'm going to turn the analogy on its side slightly. So now imagine you've still got the same basket, but instead now people are stealing those treats from you. Every time your back is turned, something goes missing. Every time you meet a person that you don't like, they take one away from you. Every time you don't get your own way or someone annoys you, a treat falls out of the basket. Now, it's, a, it's an imaginary basket, but you may not be liking this already. How does it make you feel knowing that all your treats are, are disappearing? And then imagine this happens constantly throughout the day. That by the time you get home, you've got none left. You've lost so many treats that you simply don't have enough to share with other people. And maybe even on a sadder note, you have none left for yourself. I mean, that sounds pretty crappy, doesn't it? Now, what I'd like to do is imagine that story, but instead replace the word treats or the image of treats with things like your happiness, your positivity, your energy, and your can-do attitude. So when you have this basket that is full of all of those feelings, you tend to enjoy your day. You, you carry around this positivity and you share it with the people that are important in your life. As you get to the end of the day, yet again, your loved ones can benefit from all of this goodness in this happiness basket. Yet again, it sounds like a no-brainer. That's what we should want to do. But far too often, we let people take those feelings or those treats away from us. So if we get a shirty email from someone, we, we give them a treat or we've seen some bad news on the TV, we throw away a good mood. And we just keep giving away those positive thoughts or feelings. And what's left at the end of the day then? I mean, we've got an empty basket. We've got nothing to share. We've got nothing to give anyone. And what we find is we find is actually it's harder to get ourselves into this happy, positive mood for everyone around us and for ourselves. 
So in short, you've allowed so many things throughout the day to take your treats away from you, you've got nothing left. I mean, that sounds awful, doesn't it? But that's what we do. So in the analogies that we've used there, we we give people, we let people take away our happiness so freely. But why? Why do we do that? And I think a great way to kind of make this uh, or bring this to life is actually have a look at the difference between how we treat our happiness versus how we treat a basket of brownies. Now, if you actually had that basket of brownies that you were carrying around with you all day, how many would you let people take? How many would you drop on the floor? How many would you throw away? I'm I'm fairly confident that you'd, you'd want to keep people away so you would protect them. You would look after them. You would nurture that so you have enough to share. So if we do that with a physical basket of brownies, why on earth don't we not do that for our happiness? I bet that was a question that you weren't expected to hear today. Um, I love that analogy. I, I really do. And I think it's such a good question about why would we protect the brownies over our happiness? And I genuinely believe that the difference is about what's in our consciousness. So if you actually physically had a basket of brownies, you can see it, you can hold it, you can feel it. It's, it's there. You're consciously aware of it all day long. However, where we talk about our happiness and our reactions and how quickly we give away our happiness, that's not something that we're always thinking about. It sits very much in our unconsciousness. And just think about it, the last time someone cut you up, I mean, did you pause to think about how you're going to react or did you maybe throw a hand signal and a few choice words? If someone talks to you in a way that you interpreted as rude, what did you do? Did you pause and think and bring your reaction to your consciousness or did you just automatically try and defend yourself? And what happens is where we act so often on autopilot, we can give away our happiness without thinking about it. And that's the difference between the two analogies there. So hopefully the question you're asking is, is, is what's the solution? Well, in the simplest of terms, it's about bringing our reactions and our ability to, or our willingness rather, to give away our happiness into our conscious minds. One of my favorite topics to talk about is emotional intelligence. Um, it's, a, it's a fascinating subject. I really do enjoy it. And at the central point of that, it's, it's about having the ability to change our minds and rewire certain neural pathways. And the way that we do that is to be conscious about what we're doing, how we're acting, what we're saying, and how we're reacting. And that is amazing because when we take control over that rewiring of our brain, what we're actually saying is we're acknowledging the fact that we don't have to be slaves to our reaction. We don't have to react just because that's who we are. But instead, what we do is we realize we're free. We're free to choose how we react. We're free to rewire our learned behaviors. We're free to control who gets our happiness and who doesn't. And hopefully you're listening to this and go, yes, I want to be free. Maybe not so enthusiastically as that, but keen anyway. Um, so to help, I'm going to kind of just quickly share some just some top tips about how you can get started. Uh, there's just five quick tips. Um, there are, of course, plenty more. But anytime I have a coaching session, generally, these are the ones that tend to come out more than others. So I thought I'd share them with you uh, and allow you to, to start making changes in your lives. So tip number one is to acknowledge the difference between things that you can control and the things that you cannot And this is really the best starting point where we talk about reclaiming the power of our happiness. Far too often, we can wind ourselves up and throw away our happiness because of situations that we simply cannot control. And that could be how other people act or things that we've seen on the news, people's behaviors or beliefs or values. But we can really kind of waste our energy on things that we just simply can't impact. And when you do that, wasting your energy on these things will do nothing other than drain your own happiness levels. Now, you may be thinking, how often do I do that? Do I, do I often kind of get upset about things that I can't control? 
Um, if you're asking that question, it's a great question. And there's an activity that you can do to check it out. So what I'd like you to do is think back over, I don't know, the last 24, 48 hours, maybe even the last week, and just list all of the things that have hurt you or upset you, made you angry, made you sad. Just list as many of them as you possibly can. And once you have that list, all I want you to simply do is just identify whether or not you have control over it. And it's as simple as that, just a ticker across. If you've got 20 things there, how many could you have actually controlled and what you'll do there is quite, it's quite eye-opening to see actually how much of our energy are we wasting on things that we cannot control. And it's really interesting to see. On top of that, not just a fact-finding exercise, identifying those things actually helps with my second tip, which is to change what you can and accept what you can't. And, and that's really the epitome of having the power over your happiness. Change what you can and accept what you can't. And it's really important to note here what I mean by acceptance. Um, I actually think it's easier to tell you what I don't mean by acceptance. So when we talk about acceptance, acceptance is not agreement. You can strongly disagree with something, but accept it as it is. Other people's views are a great example of that, their, their, their beliefs or their religion. You may not have to agree with it, but you can accept it. Acceptance is also not about quitting or giving up. People can feel like, oh, they've won. I've won because they just stopped. It's not. Acceptance is about realizing that your energy can be effectively used elsewhere. And also acceptance is not a weakness. It's really important. It actually takes a lot of courage and power to accept situations that you cannot control. And this is something that a lot of people really struggle with. They just blame something for so long that they, they just find it so hard to just say, fine, I understand. I'm never going to change it. I will just need to accept it as it is. But when, when you stop wasting all your energy on that, and when you begin to accept all the things that you cannot control, you reclaim all of that power to change the things that you can. And that puts you so much more in control of your life. You feel empowered and you feel calmer. A great example I tend to use about this is just think about the people in your lives or maybe even someone particular in your life. There will be people that tend to trigger you. It could be their personalities, their, their behavior or their communication style. It could just be that they have very different values to you. But if you focus, if you were to focus and spend all your time focusing on the things that you cannot control, so who they are as a person fundamentally, it becomes easier for you to get annoyed by them, for them to get under your skin or roll you up because they're not behaving in a way that you expect. Now, that is just a waste of energy. It's a waste of your time and energy. Whereas instead, if you actually just accepted them, say, okay, that's who you are. I accept that as your belief, that as your values. Whether you agree with it or not, I accept it. And instead, spend your energy focusing on what is within your control. What can you change? Well, you can change how you communicate with them. You can control how often you spend time with them, how you react to them. All of those things are within your control. And if you focused your energy there, well, that, that shift is just incredible. And that one actually pretty much makes an immediate impact on your happiness levels because that acceptance is like, I can't change X, Y, and Z, but I can change A, B, and C. And that is gonna make me happier. It's gonna make the relationship a bit stronger. Um, and I'm not gonna waste my energy on things that I generally cannot impact anymore. It's a wonderful feeling when you get to there. So that's the first two tips. The third tip is a very feel-good one, um, but it's all about looking for the good in every day. And I love this. It's, it's one that I, I really, really, really strongly believe in. I used to be very guilty of just thinking that some days were absolute write-offs. Some weeks were, some months were. I decided that by a certain time, five o'clock or by June or by the Tuesday, that's it. The day, the week, the month, the year was a write-off. 
There was nothing that could save it, so I just threw in a towel. That would then lead to destructive behaviours. So my friends and family wouldn't see the best version of myself. My health would suffer. It's like, what's the point in eating healthily? I might as well just get a takeaway because this day is a write-off. I'm I'm fairly confident there'll be a few of you nodding along as I say that. And whilst that may seem harmless enough, because it's always, oh, tomorrow's a new day, it's not harmless. It's very important to understand it because those feelings, those attitudes are infectious. So when I say infectious, I mean infectious to the people around you. So your mood then rubs off on other people, but it's also infectious to the rest of your life. Because what you start to do is you focus on the negativity in every day. You wake up and you look for it. You're just looking for a reason to be angry. People will wake up and read the news ready to be annoyed because someone's doing something they shouldn't be doing. So when you focus on the negativity, you will find it. So to make sure this doesn't happen, yet again, rewire your brain, rewire your approach. Um, And I'll share a quote with you. Everyone knows that I love a quote. And this one is from the American historian and author Alice Morse Earle. And she said that every day may not be good, but there is good in every day. And that is an incredible statement. It's one that I I love and I I try to live as best as I can. We know that days can throw us curveballs. We know that we can face adversity. But if we look hard enough, every single day will have something to smile about. It could be a phone call with a friend, could be seeing a family member, could be a nice bit of feedback or a nice comment from a colleague, uh, the view on your evening walk, the sounds of the birds when you wake up in the morning, or just seeing a sunrise or sunset. Every single day has something good in it. And tip number three is just be determined to find it. Because what that will do is that then changes your approach today. It changes the approach to your happiness and it puts you more in control about being happy. And that also leads on to our fourth tip, which is about practicing gratitude. Now, I often talk about gratitude, but this yet again, this dives in to the concept of actually what are we focusing on? Are we focusing on the reasons to be happy or the reasons not to be happy? When we think about our power, we focus on the things that are not making us happy. Gratitude refocuses that. And when you focus every day on things that you are grateful for, you rewire your mind, you rewire your brain. And over time, it just becomes, yet again, natural reaction, autopilot, but you begin to always look for things to be grateful about. And and gratitude can come in many different forms. I I speak to so many people who do so many different things. It's wonderful. Um, There are people who will make a list at the start of every day or at the end of every day. They'll just say, write down as many things as they are grateful for. Uh, Some people do it in real time. So if something happens in their life, they'll they'll show gratitude for it there and then. My personal favorite is when people take time to do it. So they either schedule it at a certain part of the day with their loved ones or their family or with friends just to say three things that they are grateful for. I mean, I love doing it over dinner. I think that's such a lovely touch. Just whilst you're eating three things, this is what I'm grateful for today. And when you make gratitude part of your day, however you do it, whatever form it takes, it just becomes so much easier to be positive about the world. And then they go backwards through the tips. You begin to focus more on what on all the good in every day. Uh, you focus more on what you can change. It helps you accept what you can't. And it is a real knock-on effect. It really, really is amazing. And my last tip, I suppose, is, is just a nice summary one. But it's to remember who you're saving your brownies for. Uh, remember the analogy of brownies. When I say brownies, I mean the happiness. So you've got a basket full of happiness. You have your happiness levels or your happiness meter. And you want to share that. So remember who you are saving it for. And this guides me so often. I know so many other people that it guides as well. I have people in my life, both at home and at work, that I want to share my positivity with. 
I want to share my positive energy with. I, I don't feel obliged to or contracted to at all, but I know the impact that I can have on other people's lives when I'm at my best. That is what motivates me to look after my happiness basket. So the question is, what motivates you? Who are you looking out for? Who do you want to protect your happiness basket for? But just really get a very clear mental image about who you want to share these positive treats with. And the reason why that is amazing is because the next time you are almost tempted to react to something that you can't control, instead of going to that automatic reaction, picture the person that you're saving your brownies for. And by doing that, that may just give you that extra little nudge, that extra little bit of motivation just to check yourself and say, actually, I'm not going to waste all my energy here. I'm not going to give away my happiness treats because I want to save them for so-and-so a little bit later on. And it's amazing. It really does work. The visualization really, really helps you choose a different reaction. Um, And that's it. There are my five tips to help you stop giving away the power of your happiness. As I said before, there are plenty more things that you can do. These are just my favorite ones and the ones that tend to have the bigger impact. Um, And before I leave, I, I do just want to say it's important to remember that this is a process. It's not I do it once and then it's fixed. It is a process. It is a journey. We are talking about rewiring brains here. It's not something that happens overnight changing behaviors, changing habits, these all take time. So please, please, if you are dedicated to your happiness, give it the time and the attention that it deserves. And if you do, I promise you, you will notice the difference. You will stop giving away your happiness so freely and you will take ownership of that basket of treats. And then that, that will allow you to give your positive self, your best self to yourself and to everyone else around you. So that brings us to the end of what I believe is an incredibly relevant episode right now. Uh, If you have ever had the feeling that your happiness was out of your control, I truly hope that you took something from today. Everything that I've shared, I have not only coached people on, but I've implemented in my own life too, so I I genuinely do believe that it works. Um, On top of that, I've I've been having some great chats recently with people who are enjoying the podcast uh, and hearing some truly inspirational stories. So if anything that I've said today really does make a difference, please feel free to reach out and share those stories with me on LinkedIn. Um, just search for Kevin Roberts and Grow Your Own Way and I will appear. Please remember the usual podcast requests. So rate, review and subscribe to the show. Those activities really help other people find the podcast. And in other news today, uh, if you have an Amazon device at home, listening to the podcast has now never been easier. Just simply say, Alexa, play the latest episode of Grow Your Own Way and you can enjoy the latest content without even leaving your seat so why not give it a go on the next episode but for now i would like to say thank you very much for listening i truly do appreciate you taking time out to tune in i hope that you all stay safe and well and i will speak to you on the next episode of grow your own way goodbye